Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie. Could that be the laziest intro? (laughs) No. Have we done it? All right. I think I think we've done it. (laughs) All right. Here, here. I got another one. I got another one for you. You Ready? Hit me with it. (sighs) Hey, move. Um, two dudes. Sky. Colin. (laughs) That's where. That's where you say Colin. No, I did. I just mumbled it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's the laziest one. I barely said most of the words. words hey, yeah. I'm a two two dudes guy. Come on, come on, um, imagine, imagine like we just totally took a tonal shift in our show. Like one, our listeners would probably hate it because I'm sure they've grown to love the abuse they receive. But yeah. imagine just one one week. An episode drops and it's like, hello, you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin M. Holmes. <laughs> That's right. And we have a very special and pleasant episode where we do not use profanity or talk down to our audience like the filthy pieces of shit that they are. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Fart sound. <laughs> so so today we are reviewing butt boy (laughs) butt boy is was it was so fun i i just love the i love the idea of like forcing a like legitimate critic who like takes themselves very seriously and has like that that npr voice that i was just doing and they have to say Today we are reviewing Butt Boy. Butt Boy. Mm. <laughs> but wait a minute, Colin. What are we doing today? We are doing our May recommendation episode. I was gonna say second annual, but it's monthly. Does that count? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. It's the annual month. It's the annual month in the year, and you are getting another recommend episode. So, yeah, I mean, we're true to our word. We we always stick to it. We do it for the Swampies, and hopefully you enjoyed April's episode because you're getting another one, so you deal with it. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, we put it out there in the last episode. We're like, hey, if you like it, let us know so we know if we should keep doing them. If you don't like it, let us know that, too. We heard from none of you in regards to that. So here we are. I checked our um, our plays, and they seemed on par with the rest of ours. So I was just like, all right. People, I guess, didn't hate it. 
We'll see. I think, we'll, I think right now it's important that people have consistent content. Yeah, I agree. That's the thing about our show. Have we ever missed a week? No. We we don't miss weeks. We are true to our well, word. Like I said. We did we did have that one episode that came out like five days late, but that wasn't our fault. Like we had the episode ready and there was a technical issue with our host. Yeah. That wasn't on us. And it and it released the same week. Like we got it out that week. Right. It was just instead of Wednesday, we got it out on like Sunday or something. Yeah. So I mean Or I think it might have been even closer than that. I feel like it might have been like a Monday and then we had to release the next episode on Wednesday. So there was only like a two day gap or one day gap. It's okay. It was still within that week. I'm I'm sticking we have never missed a week. We've been on schedule. We've we always put out consistent content. And that's and that's why the two dudes are the best two dudes around. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if we do miss a week, in our first year of episodes, we put out like 70 episodes. It's fucking crazy. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. <laughs> you know what though? I, I like that because I mean consistent content for anything is awesome. That's what keeps people interested. And also like, I think we have a lot of fun coming up with new ideas. We do bonus episodes. Like I don't think we, we get stale. You know what I mean? I, th- I think we try and do a lot of different things. We try and make people involved. So hopefully everyone's enjoying it because uh, I think we're, we're, we're working on making the show even more special than it already is. Yeah, I wish our ability to not get stale would rub off on the bread in my cupboard. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I said boing. (laughs) And canceled. Zinga. Oh, jeez. We just lost. We just lost every swampy. Yeah. We got to get them back. How do we do it? How do we do it? Do you have a a yeast joke? Um, no, don't do that. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. I was trying to come up with something about bread, but then I realized all the other places you could go. That's true. Oh, yeah. oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys could only imagine the hilarious jokes we could have came up with. Oh my god, it would have been, it would have been a scream. <laughs> <laughs> Just super white. <laughs> yeah. What a it's it'll be a smash. <laughs> That's right, Reginald. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, speaking of smashes, I need to talk about this smash shit that's on Netflix right now. Do I know this one? Uh yeah, you do. I mean, it's a new release. We're not doing an episode on it. I watched it. You haven't watched it yet. You probably will watch it, but I was forced to watch uh the wrong Missy yesterday. You were forced? Were you like taken prisoner? Yeah, it was intense. I was, I was, uh, I was taped to a tree. Wow. No, I uh, literally, I was downstairs. We wanted me and my brothers. We wanted to watch something, and I recommended something that was like pretty decent too. I was like, "Yo, we should put on like I think it, was, it may have actually been Blue Ruin, tying back to our first one because I know neither of my brothers have seen it yet. So I was like, "We should watch like Blue Ruin," and then Ryan was like, "Let's watch the wrong Missy." And me and Brandon were like, "No, like I don't want to do that." And then <laughs> and then he was like, "He was like, come on, it'll be like really funny. Like we'll just like make fun of it." And I was like, "I just, like don't really want to." And then he just started it, so we were just like, "Okay." I guess I'm in this held hostage. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. But uh, Happy Madison, these movies just—they have to stop. They may have gone too far. No, man, they are geniuses. I'm starting to appreciate them more. And I haven't seen this movie, and I wouldn't say they're comedic geniuses, 
but they're winning at life because yet again, it's another movie that takes place in a tropical environment. So they get to just go on vacation again. Like, have you noticed every Happy Madison movie is in a beautiful exotic location? I no, I, I know what they're doing. Millions of dollars to go on vacation. I yeah, I know what they're doing. You know what? Maybe what it is is Netflix needs to just not renew this deal. It's so bad. Like this movie is. I'm gonna just put it down right now. Uh, I would watch Bloodshot over this thing. This movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's so bad. Wow. <laughs> get ready for your duty. <laughs> I get yeah, possibly yeah. I I don't know. It's. I really like Lauren Lapkus. This is the least funny comedy I think I've seen in a really long time. Now I'm excited to watch. I wouldn't say that it's worse than Sex Tuplets. Like there's a few jokes here or there that that land, but in general, this is one of the the most painfully horrible comedies I've had to watch in a long time. And Ryan showed me this, but basically like there was a part happening in the movie and me subconsciously, because I was in such physical pain watching this, my face was contorted as if someone like wiped poop under my nose. Like, like that's <laughs> like that's that's how bad the jokes were in this movie. And Ryan eventually was just like, he started dying. And I was like, what? And he's like, your face is so funny. And I was like, oh shit. And I like realized what I was doing. But uh yeah, there's there is one joke. I won't say what it is, but there is one joke that is insanely cringy and awful. And I don't know who in the writer's room was like, that needs to be in this movie. That is hilarious. But not only is it one joke that lasts two minutes, that's really shitty and you cringe for the full two minutes. They repeat the same joke seven times in the movie. Oh my God. It's almost the only joke in the movie. It's so bad. (laughs) And yeah, and you'll know what it is. Sounds about right. Just, just, it's one word. Just text me the word when you see it. It's so stupid. Okay, so like this is the recommend episode. Uh, I'm recommending that you don't watch this piece of shit. <laughs> so, well, I'm gonna check it out. It's so bad. I said this to you before we started recording, though. Like, I was watching it. I'm like, this feels like a like even worse version of the Heartbreak Kid, and the Heartbreak Kid is not even that good of a movie. And then I went and looked it up, and the writer of this movie is the writer of the Heartbreak Kid. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad. I guess you you have a wheelhouse, which is like crappy movies that like follow the same shtick. That's cool. I mean, that's pretty impressive that you, you've caught on to their <laughs> antics. Yeah. You're like, this got heartbreak kid all over it. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, well, I was actually going for that, you know, after I worked on that film. But yeah, don't watch this. I hated it. I think everyone else will hate it. It's it's failing even by the audience standards. And uh, for I feel like for a comedy to be failing, the audience score is says a lot because most people are just stooges. <laughs> yeah so you're not wrong but uh it's unfortunate because i really like lauren lapkus but her movie catalog of like things she's been in is not a fair representation of her talent i think no brandon actually said when we were watching it because like, like she's much funnier than most movies she's in yeah there were some moments and and i think ryan said something like what is she doing and then brandon said this and i completely agree he was like it's not lauren lapkus it's this the writing on whatever this thing is that we're watching whatever we're experiencing right, right now is forcing her to do something that's not kosher <laughs> I've I've seen a, a like it came out I think last week and a lot of people were talking about it. I guess the only good thing is that Vanilla Ice shows up. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. So doesn't he show up in like a grown ups movie or something? He I think 
Was Vanilla Ice in The New Guy? Do you remember that movie? Yes, he was. He works at the, uh, the like the CD, CD store. store yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, but I think, I think was he playing himself? I <laughs> Like, Vanilla Ice has to work at the CD store now? Yeah, I, I think he may have been playing himself. The New Guy is, is that's one of those movies that's like, I, I really like The New Guy, but it's not a good movie. Like, I, I liked it a lot as a kid, yeah. and then I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, this isn't as good as I remember, but like, I'm like, nostalgia is carrying it for me. Like, I'm still having fun, but it's not a good movie at all. <laughs> that's okay, though. Yeah. I mean, that I th- I think that's going to tie into something this episode. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, you were asking me before we started about how should we classify these recommendations and stuff or some, something along that line. Yeah, I think the way I worded it was I was just like, do we need to recommend a good movie? <laughs> because there's like yeah. movies that I really like that aren't great movies. What a way to treat the swampies and be like, hey, guys, we did a recommend episode. All of these movies suck. You should watch them and waste your time. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. There's a movie on my list that I'm recommending that I fully acknowledge is not a good movie. But I, I think people will like it, though, because I, I actually really like it. And I, I talk to a lot of people that, that like either have seen it or I've shown it to people and and people end up liking it. But I'm not going to spoil too much about it. That's That's good because... I also have a movie that I'm going to suggest that I also acknowledge is not good, but I love it. <laughs> okay, awesome. This is We're on the same wavelength so, again already. Remember our last episode? I know. <laughs> we were just on one. I know. Well, now we have to see if it's for the same streaming service. That's going to be the important thing. Yeah. But for those who don't know, if you haven't listened to the April episode, we will be running down suggestions for movies on a number of streaming services. So if you're stuck at home, You need something to watch. Sometimes it's really hard to like comb through all of the options. There's so many movies. There's so many TV shows you can watch, but we don't talk about TV because this is a fucking movie podcast, you stupid swampy. (laughs) So we're going to give you suggestions for uh, Prime Video, Amazon. We're going to go to some HBO, go slash now. You go now. Go now. HBO, go now. stay here, listen to this, then go then. Go later. Go later after we've told you what to watch, you idiot. HBO, go later. Yeah. HBO, go fuck yourself. Uh, But yeah, so then we're going to hit Hulu, Netflix, and then a wild card. I don't even... I was going to do some crazy sound effect. I don't even know what to do for a wild card. I feel like we've already been crazy enough. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you this. On a couple episodes ago, we played the game Everybody's a Critic. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Why? Why did you play the the clip from the uh, Attack of the Clones? The sand clip? Because <laughs> he's critiquing the sand. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was listening to it he's... the other day, and then that played, and I was like, I laughed, but then I was like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The way I looked at it, it's like, because, you know, you say everyone's a critic, like when somebody's complaining about something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a better scene in movie history of somebody complaining about something. (laughs) Homeboys critiquing sand. (laughs) I knew you would like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's I I, like I said, I laughed, but then I was just like, I don't get it. (laughs) 
Well, so. that's the theme forever now when we yeah. play that game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like I like it. Well, It'll stick because I'm allowing it to. Oh, yeah. Well, you have no control. I'm the one who edits and puts in the sound drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> I'm the editor now. You always were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm excited for this. I think... Uh, I think a lot of people enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, based on our plays, it was it was on par. But like, we got some messages from people saying that they checked out movies that we recommended last time. That's always cool. Hopefully, that they watched them and they enjoyed them too. Um, I hope that you know we're like, oh, we got like X amount of uh, messages saying that they they watched the movie and we liked it. But then there was double the amount that watched the movie. And they're like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> well, that's probably going to be this episode. Uh, maybe, yeah. We we can't. You know what? We can't stay on point for you all the time. It's difficult. That's right. You'd be lucky to get us on point for half of the time. <laughs> oh, man. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. You know? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, man. I love Tim Curry. I wonder if, you know, I didn't check if any of the Home Alone movies are on streaming, but I think they were a while back. I know Home, Home Alone 2 is on uh, HBO now. Oh, is it going to be on HBO later? Yeah, HBO Go later. <laughs> HBO later is just it's just the queue. You're not you're not able to watch anything. You're just able to make a list of things you would have watched. It's like I'll watch these later. I, I also that that scene that you're just talking about where he's like get down on your knees and tell me you love love me or whatever, and he's like I love you. The next line is you got to do better than that. I think that's an like it's just an awesome thing that anyone should say to anybody after they say I love you to them. Yeah, like oh, I, lo- I love you. Just scream. You got to do better than that in their face. <laughs> they need to make that movie. Was it Angels with Filthy Wings? Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, yeah. They should. I thought you were talking about like a a side movie about like Tim Curry's character's like career as a hotel <laughs> manager. No, and how dude. It probably went downhill after that incident. I want a side movie just about Rob Schneider's career from that movie. <laughs> it's like I want to know what's up with that bellhop. You ready to get into this? Yeah, why not? Because you know, when it all when it all boils down, we got about ten movies we got to talk about here. How will we ever get it done? <laughs> I don't know if we can. I'm gonna give up right now. Yeah, see, see you later. <laughs> Who starts these? Did I start last time? I think I think you started last time. Okay. Well, then I will start this time. Well, take it away, you fuck. <laughs> clever <laughs> thanks i've been working on that one i've been yeah. i've been working on my zingers i was workshopping that, that one, one for off. a while i was workshopping it <laughs> my first movie though for amazon prime you were never really here oh very cool i have not seen that i really want to see that I, okay. I hear a lot of good things yeah so you were never really here it's like a i would say it's more of a drama but it revolves around a girl who's like basically been like kidnapped almost but Joaquin Phoenix as always acts the shit out of this movie it's his performance in this though is a lot different than Joker or whatever he's very reserved in this and a lot of his character is internal and you kind of have to try and guess what he's feeling and what he's thinking and it gets really dark but if you like slow burns that are are violent and uh 
don't shy away from like the I guess like horrors of being like a traumatized like veteran and stuff like that. I think you'll really like this. It's a uh, it, it gets really difficult to watch at parts and there's some really cool like quote unquote action scenes that are done in ways that I haven't really seen a lot of movies do. I'm not going to spoil what they do in this, but uh, it's not filmed in a way that's actiony, but it's almost filmed in a way where it's like it feels very real. I I mean everyone loves Joaquin right now, so uh, I feel like this one flew under the radar from a few years ago. But um, yeah, you can go check it out. It's a it's a hard R for sure, though. <laughs> the hardest R, hardest R. Um, I will say also like it's very like lean in terms of its runtime. It's only like an hour and twenty five minutes. Oh, good. I'm into that. I I have that in my queue actually on Amazon Prime. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, I think you would like it. Yeah, you know you know my tastes, so I, I I do trust you. But yeah, dude, that that movie looks real interesting to me. And like like you said, like Joaquin's great. And uh, I actually just posted in my on my personal Instagram doing this like ten day movie challenge thing. You just post like ten movies you love once a day. And uh, I just put her up today. Oh, good one. So, yeah. You know, you know, the boy loves Joaquin. The The man has such a range. It's fucking great. Like, I don't think I could watch him in something and be disappointed. I, I still need to see the masters. Oh yeah. The, the math. I, I told you I watched that maybe like last month or whatever. There's a scene in the master that I was just like, holy shit. Like this is just two actors like giving like, one of the craziest performances I've seen in a while. I won't spoil what it is, but there's just one scene in the master when you see it and you're just like, I probably can't do anything that good with anything. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, entire life. I really got to check that out. Joaquin does a great job in, um, you were never really here just like acting with his eyes. Cause he really doesn't say anything. And, uh, he's, he's almost like the whole movie. You're just like, this guy is just about to snap. Like he, he is clearly just about to go off or do something insane because he doesn't say like really anything. And a lot of it is just, you got to just try and get in his head by the way he looks, the way he's acting with his eyes and stuff. And uh, it's, it's, it's creepy, but also just, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. Okay. Very cool. What do you, what do you got for Amazon? Well, I went a different way. Mine is a little bit more lighthearted. It might even be from the same year. Cause I feel like uh, you were never really here was, what was that like 2017 or something? Yeah, it was 17. I'm pretty sure my movie's a 2017 movie too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know for sure. Uh, so there you go. Kind of the same wavelength, if that's true. But <laughs> I put on a movie that you actually suggested to me. So I know you've seen it. Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. Logan Lucky is, uh, that's 2017. There you go. So we both picked a 2017 movie. Boom. It's a it's a little bit of a stretch, but we're we're there. We're getting there. But yeah, you you told me to watch this because at that point I've already started turning around on Adam Driver and I hadn't seen Marriage Story yet. But you had been telling me like you should check out Logan Lucky. I think you'll like it. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. Like I was trying so hard to smoke your ass last year. Like I wasn't watching any movies that weren't 2019. Logan Lucky was one of the first movies I watched once we ended whatever you want to call it for. <laughs> Our cutoff, like when we had our cutoff for the 2019 movies, uh, that's like the first movie I watched because by that point I'd seen Marriage Story now and then I was like, oh man, I got to see more of what Adam Driver does. 
and he's so fucking funny in this movie. And Daniel Craig is so amazing. And then again, at that point, now I'd seen knives out. And before that, the only thing I'd really seen him in is the James Bond stuff. So it was so cool seeing these guys doing something that was kind of new to me, like to see them in those roles and then fucking Channing Tatum, right? Channing Tatum is the main character. In- yeah. He is so good in it. Like he's, he's great in like comedic roles. Mm-hmm. Like I almost think you wouldn't expect that of him. Cause I mean, early in his career, he's kind of like pimped out in like the step up movies. And then you have magic Mike magic and Mike, stuff like yeah. that. So I think, I think he gets pegged as like a pretty boy and, you know, kind of like put in these somewhat mindless roles, but he is so funny and charismatic and especially them as, as like these two brothers, like their dynamic is great. I really loved the chemistry of everybody in this movie and it's like a heist movie. So it's like, there's a lot of just really fun stuff happening in this film that I was, I was really enjoying. Yeah. I mean, Adam Driver for me in that movie is the one that makes me laugh the most. Like, he's super dry in it, but he had so many good lines in it. And uh, this is like a bunch of really funny parts. I won't spoil anything, but I really, really love uh, Daniel Craig's performance in this movie. I I know everyone was talking kind of about how he's like a little over the top and like knives out and stuff. And he's definitely over the top in this. But I remember seeing this and like, again, like, you really just know him from James Bond. And this is like the furthest thing from James Bond. So I was just like, like, holy shit. Like, this is awesome. He plays like this just over the top criminal called Joe bang. Like even, even the name is just yeah. absurd. And, uh, I mean, I love him. Cause, cause he's like a demolitions expert when it comes to these heists. Yeah. And same thing. Like after I saw this, I was like, Oh, I think I really like Channing Tatum. And then like he was in, uh, the second Kingsman movie for a bit. And I really liked him in that. But, uh, you know, and one other like cool thing about this movie is there's a lot of like really good almost cameos. Like there's a lot of good supporting actors in this movie because uh, Sebastian stands in it for like a you know very short moment. Seth MacFarlane's yeah. in it, David Denman's in it, uh, Katie Holmes, so Hilary like, Swank. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of really good actors in this movie that you know just pop in here or there. So I'm actually really stoked that you picked this and that you liked it because I've been telling you to watch it forever. Probably for like a year. <laughs> You've been telling me like, you should check it out. You should check it out. And I'm just like, ah, I'll get around to it. Nice. That That's a good one. Like, I actually think that more people will like Logan Lucky over uh, You Were Never Really Here. <laughs> yeah, I it might have more like main appeal. Yeah, I was going to say, I would almost say like, if you listen to this and you're going to pick one movie off of Amazon, like I feel like Logan Lucky is probably the one that'll that'll appeal to more people. I, I actually, I think I like Logan Lucky more. So that was a good pick. All right. My HBO though, my HBO is the one that is not very good. <laughs> so. Okay. I'm curious if, if yours is, but I checked the tomato score on my movie. Uh, it's at a 16%. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. It's at a 16%, but uh, I love this movie. I think it's hilarious. And my movie for HBO is Grandma's Boy. Oh, my God. That's not what I picked, but it is on my list for HBO Go movies. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) For a second, I thought you were going to say you picked that. I would have lost my mind. I fully acknowledge that it's not a good movie, but I love this movie so much. I saw it in high school, and I just thought it was like the funniest thing. And a lot of it definitely 
has to appeal to like your sensibilities. It's it, it revolves around video games. It revolves around like that world, but it's like the epitome of a stoner movie. And there's so many things that happen in it that are just they don't make any sense. But uh, this was like the first movie that I saw where I was like, oh, Nick Schwartzen is fucking hilarious. And there's so many like good kind of cameos in this. This is the beginning of Jonah Hill. Like it's like it's one of his first roles. Oh yeah, and and you know Shirley Jones and Linda Cardellini is in it, and I think it's hilarious. I don't think it's for everybody, but if you're someone who like really likes stoner humor, you know something like Pineapple Express or something like that, like you'll definitely be into this. But again, it I don't think this movie is is for film lovers. It's definitely for a specific person. It's it's for two dudes is what it's for. Yeah, yeah, it and is. Dudettes, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you like this movie though. Oh yeah, dude. I think that one's like a classic for uh, like early 2000s comedies because that was really like a good time for like these stoner silly things coming out. Yeah, it's funny because I'm I'm like 99% sure that's Happy Madison as well. Uh, it it might be. I think it is actually because I'm pretty sure at the beginning of that movie they do the um the golfer shooting the golf ball through the glass intro for Happy Madison. Right. So yeah, I think I think you are right. It's crazy how how our banner comes around because I think the last time we did one of these, our Shane Black banner came back around. Yeah, it's true because you had nice guys on your list. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. That's uh, that is a classic. But yeah, you de- you definitely need to be like kind of stupid <laughs> if you really want to enjoy it. Yeah. Now we are diverging our wavelengths right now. Okay. Because, you know, the last one on Amazon, you went a little bit dark, and I went a little bit more, there's there's comedy, There's it was a little more lighthearted, and now you're going all full-blown stoner comedy, and I'm going fucking heavy. It's a fucked up movie, I'm telling you right now. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it might be Jennifer Lawrence's first movie. I know it was her breakout role, but Winter's Bone... Oh, I is on HBO. I have not seen Winner's Bone. This movie is great and it is fucked. This is not easy consumption. It's a very good movie. Like it's it's so well done and considering like how young she is in it and how early in her career this movie is, like Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in it. Like fucking amazing. And I think I don't think it won any Oscars, but it it won like a bunch of awards that like independent spirit and uh, like Toronto film festival, stuff like that. Like when it hit the film circuit, like it fucking swept up. And I think this might be the, like the highest rated movie on my list. It's, it's at like a 96 or something like that. Like it's fucking good. It's upsetting at some points, but it's, it's really good. I know this and this is, this would have been crazy, honestly, Deborah Granick is the is the director of Winter's Bone. And this is it was probably the hardest decision on my list. I was thinking of not doing You Were Never Really Here for Amazon Prime and picking her highest rated movie instead. I don't know if I should say what it is. I'll just say it because I don't know if I'm gonna use it again. I was very close to putting Leave No Trace as my movie for that. And she directed that movie, and that's got a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. But we almost had the same director twice on artless that would have been cool yeah oh, well i mean you, well i was gonna say you talk about like track record because she hasn't done like a ton of films i think she's only done like like four maybe 
where's Bone? You're saying is that like a 96? I know Leave No Trace is at a 100. Like they're bangers, and uh, I've wanted to watch Winner's Bone for a while, actually. Well, now you know where to find it. Utilize that HBO because, damn man, like I said, it's not light, easy consumption. Like there's some shit in that movie that will stick with you, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly, but man, it's so good. Like I couldn't believe it. I might watch that tonight when we get done with this. You should. Stay up until like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, my sleep schedule's fucked from the whole core anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, well, cool. We've we've done two movies each, and we've we haven't seen one. So now I guess we each have a movie on our list. <laughs> that being said, the only movie that I watched that you recommended last time was Turbo Kid. <laughs> that's true. I actually put it on though later on. Like we we put it on when we were hanging out, but then I went home and, and put it on. Oh, did you finish it? You watched the whole thing? Uh, I'm actually I have like twenty minutes left. Because I fell asleep. Oh. But I was enjoying it. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, so much blood. A, a lot of blood. <laughs> a so lot of blood. So much of it. My third movie, though, from Hulu. I think I've mentioned it on this show before. I'm not sure. But uh, it's a pretty recent movie. It came out two years ago. Indie sci-fi. It's called Prospect. Oh, cool. I don't know this one. Okay. This is another one where I liked it a lot. I went to go buy it and like I just could not find it on Blu-ray and then I finally found it and when the Blu-ray got sent to me I was convinced that it was it was a bootleg like someone had just like ripped it and sent it to me but uh it's got a really limited uh like Blu-ray run so I was stoked when I saw that it was on Hulu because it's hard to find Pedro Pascal you know I think everyone knows him from Game of Thrones but if you're into the Mandalorian you know, he plays the Mandalorian. So he's he's one of the main characters. But think of it as how, like, prospectors would go and, like, dig up, like, oil, like, back in the day. It's the same thing, but, like, a teenage girl and her dad are going to, like, an alien planet to, like, find this gem deposit that only is on that planet. But, like, it's, like, very volatile. And the force is, like, toxic and stuff. So it's them going there to basically, like, mine to make money. And then shit hits the fan because this gem is so sought after it gets bloody and it's sci-fi and i don't want to spoil too much about it but uh it's it's really cool i remember watching it being like i don't think i've watched many movies like this damn that's awesome and you know i'm a sucker for a good sci-fi i think that's something that i've been really enjoying about not every sci-fi movie coming out lately, but I feel like in some recent years, we're getting a lot more adventurous with the way we approach sci-fi. Not not you and I, but just in in general. Like I think like you look at a movie like Arrival and they took the idea of an alien invasion and instead of making it about these aliens are coming to kill us, it's a it's more about like, okay, well, what would happen if there's an like an alien spaceship? We would try to establish communication. And it really focuses on that. And it's like, why are we, why are you here? Like, what is the message type thing? So like taking these ideas and then kind of not just making it like, oh, an alien's coming and killing us or something like that. But like creating a world where the, the sci-fi element is prevalent, but you're looking at a different aspect of life through the sci-fi lens. I really, really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like Annihilation, like Annihilation yeah, there's some weird like alien type stuff kind of like definitely later in the movie and maybe a little bit in the middle, but it's really not about that. Like that's when sci-fi is at its best is when it has a purpose. It has a meaning beyond just, 
aliens and spaceships. It's it's really not about that. It's about what the story is telling you. Th- this one's definitely different. And yeah, I'm not going to spoil you know everything else that happens, but it's not it's not what you're saying. Like where it's like, oh, it's they're going and there's aliens on the planet or something like that. Like it's it's a lot more unique than that. And uh, the last thing I'll say about it, we mentioned this when we talked about Alien a few weeks ago, but certain things on this planet that, you know, like aren't from Earth, obviously, like so the way they des- they chose to design certain things on the planet is like super visceral. And like how we were talking about like the face hugger and Alien, like there's like a tactile feel to a lot of things. So even though this movie like technically is low budget, it does not look that way in terms of its design. It's got actually probably some of my favorite like sci-fi design elements in it in the last, I don't know, five years or so. Oh, wow. Very nice. I'm glad there's, I'm picking more this time that you haven't seen. I know last time I was picking everything and you're like, I don't know. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. (laughs) So so, tables have turned. I see. (laughs) Turned indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that guy. Yeah. Where is he? I don't know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my choice is a little different, a little different. I mean, it ain't no sci-fi. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and you might be asking yourself, Sky, are you just trying to buy time? Uh, Cause you forgot what movie it was. And the answer would be yes. <laughs> and oh shit. Okay. It is kind of a sci-fi. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I was trying to, I couldn't unlock my phone and I have the notes on my phone and so I'm just like, uh, how do I fill this time until I can get to my notes again? You might be thinking, what's taking you so long? Are we on Hulu or are we on HBO? So I'm just like, oh yeah, well my movie, it's not a sci-fi. Oh wait, yes it is. (laughs) That's what this show's all about. (laughs) Oh man. So my movie is a movie that is very poorly reviewed. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is not it's not seen as a good movie, but man is it good. It's so good. It's <laughs> bad. It's so good though. Okay. And uh it's got sci-fi elements in the sense of there's it's like the future and stuff like that. But it's more of an action movie because ya boy has a big old stiffy for demolition man. Oh, I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. Yeah, have you seen Demolition Man? Yeah, but I was dude. I, I was trying so to go good. through Hulu, and I'm like, I'm like, what's he, what's he, what's he doing here? Yeah, you know that. I I completely agree with you on that one, dude. Fun fact about Demolition Man: it's Jack Black's first movie. Oh, really? You can see him. You know when they they're in like the the sewers and like the underground and everything. Yeah, he's like one of the people down there. Or just oh, living wow. among the sewers. That's cool. But that movie, I mean, that movie is a train wreck. It's literally, <laughs> it's just Stallone being Stallone <laughs> while Wesley Snipes chews up scenery. Yeah. <laughs> in like the most batshit insane way. And then like you get a scene in the middle where Dennis Leary gives you a Dennis Leary style rant. Like they basically just went, hey, work out your special on here. <laughs> you know, because like back then, Dennis Leary was huge. Yeah, the whole like premise of like the movie too, where it's because like isn't the the world it, the world's nonviolent now? Yeah, that whole thing just like reminds me, it, like makes me feel like they people saw Alien and they're like or Alien Three and they're like, 
yeah, Alien 3 was pretty good. We should do something like that. Like, we're like, <laughs> people can't fight back? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do end up fighting. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, but yeah, it's it's a it's a violent movie. <laughs> dude, the, I mean, okay, the movie's ridiculous. But I figured it was very fitting for the times because this movie posits a world where the only surviving restaurant is Taco Bell. <laughs> but there's also no toilet paper. <laughs> you got to use three seashells. And I, I also love the whole thing that there's like this whole kind of subculture of just people on trying to figure out how the seashells work. And I, I've seen things recently where they're talking about either, I don't know if it was supposed to be a demolition man sequel or a reboot or something, but like, I really don't want them to answer what the shells are for. Cause I think that mystery is, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, why are there three shells and how is that your toilet thing? <laughs> and then like the, the, in the movie, there are hints that Sandra Bullock is actually related to Stallone's character in some way. I don't know if it's like, you know, granddaughter or something like that, but they straight up fuck like <laughs> this movie's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so good. Also fun fact, personal fun fact. I got my first DVD player and my dad and I went to uh throughway or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I'm blanking on the name. I should know the name. I'm going to have to Google it when we're done. But it was it was in Walden. I don't know if you ever go out to Walden. No, nah, not really. But I remember I was there, and I had just gotten this, this DVD player, and I needed a movie for fucking using. The first movie I ever bought on DVD was Demolition Man. <laughs> and I never regretted it. I used to watch <laughs> that movie all the time. And I was already, like, 13, like I wasn't like a small kid who didn't know any better. I was like a 13 year old who should have a little bit more cognizance, but I was just like, this movie fucking rips. <laughs> this slaps, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know a fun fact about that movie? The writer, yeah. the writer of demolition man hasn't written another movie since then. <laughs> I don't blame him. He's he's, he did his he, best. I was going to say he, he does TV now. Like he's still oh. writing TV and stuff, but yeah, he hasn't done a film since demolition man. I figured he just finished the script to Demolition Man and just went, I have peaked. <laughs> he just floated up into the heavens. Yeah. Oh, Demolition Man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we both picked like some like nostalgia, trashy movie. Sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes like, like a movie like Winter's Bone, it's going to pull you in and it's going to make you feel things. And it's, it's going to be upsetting at times sometimes you do just need a movie where you can kind of just you know shut off like it's it's not like abusive and uh it's not like overwhelming your senses or anything like sometimes you just need to like watch the day off and watch something that's just fucking dumb but crazy entertaining like no matter how stupid that movie is i can watch wesley snipes read lines from that movie for like the rest of my life it's so ridiculous <laughs> What would you do if Wesley Snipes in the new Blade movie? Oh no, he's not. He's not Blade. Mahershala Ali's gonna be. Never mind. I was gonna say, what if they quoted yeah, take it in the it new back. Blade movie? I'm taking it back. Taking it back. I'm sorry. I suck. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Wow. You set it up. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, man. Well, if you don't have anything else there, I will move on to Netflix then. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So my Netflix movie, and I feel like we've talked a little bit about this movie, but I'm throwing this movie out there because I know that both of us want to talk about it. And I've been on a Dune kick right now. I'm reading Dune. I'm you know getting ready for that movie. And I love Denis Villeneuve, but my Netflix movie is Enemy. Oh, okay, good. Because now we can finally talk. I mean, we have talked about it a little bit, but yeah. not on the show. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Enemy is, it's uh, Denis Villeneuve's first movie. And I mean, he doesn't do bad, at least in my opinion, he doesn't do bad movies. Arrival, Sicario, uh, Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners, and then hopefully Dune. They're all bangers. But Enemy is basically uh, Jake Gyllenhaal acting with himself, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> Just double the Jill. Yeah. He's a mysterious guy, and he watches a movie, and he sees himself in the movie, and he's like, how the fuck am I there? Do I have a clone? What's the deal? Then he, he tries to get to the bottom of it, and there's a lot of underlying yeah. meaning to it and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of dense as almost like limited the movie is there's a lot behind it and uh you know i i really like it that that was is that the first or second denis villeneuve movie i saw but i remember seeing it being like man this guy's fucking awesome and that's an a24 movie also it's just really cool it's really original and jake gyllenhaal is awesome and there's also some extremely creepy visuals in this movie that just like get burned into your brain once you see them it's definitely weird so anybody going to check it out like you have to go in with an open mind. I did, had no idea what I was walking into. And I, I don't know if I wish someone had told me or not, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. There's definitely some moments in it that are that are more surreal that you need to just be able to accept. Yeah. It, it will require a little bit of digging, but once you start picking at the corners, like shit is revealed like pretty immediately once you actually start thinking about it. Like it's not one of those ones where like, you have to think for like days on it and be like, what could it mean? Like, I think once you kind of put together uh, some of the symbols, it, it all just starts to fall into, into place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's not something where like, I, I wouldn't say it's like a, an interstellar or like even like an us or something where like, yeah, like you're going to be thinking about it for the, the rest of your life or whatever. But I kind of like that. Like you, you think about it for a while, because it is a little bit of a hard watch. But then once you piece it together, like everything makes sense and everything works. And that's because it's a tight script. Like there's not a lot of like plot holes, I don't think. Because I feel like once you figure it out, like, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And then rewatching this movie is really cool. So, and I actually made a mistake. Prisoners is his first movie. This movie came out a year after Prisoners, but. I, I just really like it. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal also. And I think he's, he's also. He's awesome in this movie. Um, and if you want to check it out, the poster's easy to miss because it literally looks like a Slender Man poster. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was I was happy though, because like I was I was just in bed and I started getting texts from you and you were just like, dude, what the fuck did I just watch? Like and me and you just started texting for like a half hour about it. Yeah, because that'll make you do that. So if you do watch it, because I'm sure I'm sure a lot of your friends probably didn't see it and you need to talk about it, because that's what's going to happen. You're going to watch the movie, and you're going to need to talk to somebody about it. You're going to be like, what the fuck just happened to my brain? <laughs> especially so, especially the, the last that, scene That's when of you movie. call us. Yeah, hit, hit us up. It's it, The movie already makes you ask questions, but then the last scene of the movie will just make you be like, what the fuck? <laughs> the very last second. Yeah. It just, 
It's just, it's very in your face. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> so my my yeah. Netflix movie's enemy. That, that that is a good one. I, I'm I'm glad you picked that because I'm glad we got to talk about it. Although we don't really get to talk about it because it's that's a movie that's very difficult to discuss without just fucking ripping into all the different theories and what actually happens. Yeah. Well, my movie is not very weird, but it is an A24 movie, just like uh, Enemy is. Ooh, okay. And that might become a theme for my Netflix picks um, because Netflix has a ton of A24 movies, and I'm currently trying to watch every A24 movie. And yeah, so I'm just realizing now that I actually put Adam Driver on my list twice in this episode because I picked the Noah Baumbach film while we're young. Oh, you were telling me to watch this. Like if you, I know (laughs) I basically put it, I picked it for this episode because I I'm suggesting it to you directly. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We were talking about this. What was it last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah, that might have already been three weeks by now. Oh. Time is different in the quarantine. Yeah, I think it's slow. It's slowed down. Yeah. But yeah, uh, or maybe cool. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I loved Marriage Story. We've talked about it on this show a bunch, and it really made me want to go back and check out more of Noah Baumbach's work. And I'm doing this A24 list that I'm working through, and it just so happened that. This is an A24 movie, so I get to, you know, two birds, one stone this bitch. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, genuinely surprised. Not because I thought it would be bad, because, like, I was going in with high hopes with Noah Baumbach, but Ben Stiller, and uh, he's he's had some, like, not-so-great movies, especially in, like, the, the later parts of his career and stuff, but he's so good in this. Like this is the type of stuff that I think he really shines in. And then, uh, Naomi Watts is in it and she's great. I've, I've always liked a lot of her stuff. Like I love, I heart Huckabees and I obviously love King Kong. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> the best King Kong there ever was. Yeah. yeah and I, I like, minus skull Island. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, like I said, Adam driver and, the character that Adam Driver plays in this movie is such a tool. He's <laughs> you, he's such a fucking douche. <laughs> you were sending me pictures of what, just what he looks like in the movie, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Just the way he holds a beer can. <laughs> so he's like a hipster. Is that? Is that... Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and it's like uh, Ben Stiller, and Naomi Watts are a couple, and they meet this young hipster couple, and it kind of makes them feel alive again, and. They become friends and stuff, but then like there's a there's a little bit of a falling out and it's it's really good. Like I, I think there's some some really good drama in it. Uh there's some really funny moments. But the main thing that I I realized about at, at least these two Noah Bombach films is he is so good at creating very flushed out real characters. Like I felt like these people were all very authentic and real like as much as adam driver is playing kind of an over-the-top douchey hipster nothing about his character feels cartoonish or um outside of the realm of possibility so i think noah bombach is really good at focusing on like characters and 
I mean, the storytelling is is excellent in it too. Like, I I'm just really becoming a huge fan of his. I I need to see the uh, the Myrowitz stories stories yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that that's gonna be the next thing I gotta check out from him. But, uh, yeah, that movie. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's another one that's on my list. I mean, I I know you've you've, you've told me recently. I I think I was working on either the the bracket then when you texted me or I was working on something else that was like eating up a lot of my time. But I remember I was on the computer and you sent me the picture of just what Adam driver looks like. And I started laughing. Yeah. I definitely want to check out all, you know, his filmography also. I think, uh, you know, marriage story was such an eye opener for, uh, for both of us. So, and the, the mayor, stories are my stories. That's Adam Sandler, right? Yeah. 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 So I know I, I want to check out that one also, but, you know, we didn't really know anything about Noah Baumbach, and now I feel like the next time one of his movies comes out, we're going to be all over it. Yeah, on notice. And he wrote and directed this one, too. Same with Marriage Story. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I always have, like, an extra appreciation for uh, movies like that, like, where it is just that total vision of the uh, of the director. Yeah, same. Well, now things get wild. Now things do get wild. Now, last time we did this, I still picked a movie that you could stream... I thought it was just a wild card from any streaming platform. You just went wild card. I'm just picking whatever the fuck I want. I stuck with what I was doing. Well, actually, that's not true. I went to my DVD collection and I was like, maybe this movie. I was like, maybe I'll, I'll break the mold. And then I realized that that movie's also on Netflix. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just pick that then. But my movie you can find on Netflix. So there's that. I have a feeling you just went to your DVD collection though, right? You're damn right. <laughs> I didn't look up to see where you can find it, but I know I know it it'll be easily accessible in some way. Okay, cool. But my movie that I went with and I'm almost positive that you've seen this, but The Place Beyond the Pines. Dude, that was almost my Netflix suggestion. Really? For this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure you've seen it then. Oh yeah, I have that one on Blu-ray too. Yeah, that was I saw it on Blu-ray, like sitting at the bottom, because I have it alphabetized and like the way P's down there. So I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I like this movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, dude, that movie's really good, and it's like three movies in one. Yeah, so that's that's something that like I I feel like you kind of need to warn people about a little bit. Is there's almost three main characters in this movie. It's one through line. Like, it's not like it's three short stories, but each act acts almost as its own thing. And I won't say how they connect. It's pretty obvious how they connect, but it's got a ton of people that I love in it. And I feel like it gives equal attention to all of them because they almost all have their own act. But I mean, Ryan Gosling is, is in it. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in it. Ben Mendelsohn is in it. Mahershala Ali. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the, the son. Is the son uh, Dane DeHaan? I think so, but I'm not positive. That sounds yes, right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Dane DeHaan's the son. For a second, I was like, is it Barry Cogan? But no, uh, Dane DeHaan's the son. But it's just, it's a really cool movie. Um, it's it's dark, though. Yeah, very. It's definitely dark. But I also, like, again, I, I feel like this movie makes you think a little bit. It's not on the same level as Enemy, where you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? But I think if you want to try and like get what the movie's trying to say, it's a little under the surface, but I, I feel like the message of the movie is really cool. It's intense. 
it's it's really well acted. It's very different. I can't remember a lot of movies where they basically like it's one movie, the story goes all the way through, but they they kind of break up. Like there really isn't a main character to it in some ways, and uh, it, it's really cool. I'm glad you've seen this, and uh, one day we'll we'll recommend the same thing. But uh, you know, I yeah. and and again, uh, I mean, I I love uh, Ryan Gosling. This was another one where like, because I think this came out in like 2012, 2011, but like. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, but like this is like one of like the first times that like I saw Ryan Gosling in something, and I was like, I really like him in this. And then he's done tons of stuff like since like using Blade Runner, obviously, and uh, the Nice Guys and um, Drive. Drive, yeah. So I mean, yeah, tons tons of stuff. I mean, Drive was before this. I'm pretty sure he's awesome. So if if you like him, if you like, I feel like my the theme with my movies is I I just besides Grandma's Boy, I just try to pick movies that are very different, and. Uh, I, you know that's that's definitely how this one is yeah there you go i think that's important that's what that's what this needs to be we need to give them uh we need to give them some stuff that maybe they're not fully aware of that that's even out there because i feel like that movie flies under the radar like i i know a lot of people are like i'll go to talk about that movie and the no idea what i'm talking about like never even heard of it yeah because even for bradley cooper that was pretty early in his career yeah so like he he really wasn't he didn't have like the clout that he has a little bit later because yeah he doesn't really do a lot anymore for movies like he obviously he had a Star Is Born but <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy baby <laughs> oh yeah that's that's right I don't even think about it because you know he's a fucking raccoon yeah I mean I I get what you're saying he's in he's in one of my favorite comedies of all time he's in Wedding Crashers so. Oh yeah, there you go. I always forget that he's in that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love the juxtaposition between him and Ryan Gosling's character too. Just really cool. The only thing I will say is a negative to this movie. I hate the poster to this movie. <laughs> like if if you're going through and you see the thumbnail, I'm not sure if the thumbnail is the same as the poster, but I think the poster sucks. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll have to look at it. It's just like it's just like the like a uh, Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper's faces. I think even Mendez is on there too, and. It just says the place beyond the pines. And then the logo is like three like silhouettes of trees, but they just look like arrows pointing up. And I don't know, it's just like super bland. It's it's not good at all. Huh. Weird. I'm excited to see what yours is. Well, mine, it's another movie, a little off the radar, but it's more of a dark comedy, which I, I do enjoy a lot of. And for a moment before we started, I almost had two movies from this same director. But I don't know if you're familiar with Jody Hill. Do you know any of his work just by name? Not by name, no. He does uh, Eastbound and Down, The Righteous Gemstones, Vice Principals. Those were all like HBO series, like TV shows. But he also directed, and I believe wrote, I didn't look that up. I know for a fact he directed it, but a little movie called Observe and Report. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that movie doesn't get a lot of credit. And I think because when it came out, Seth Rogen was, was big. He was blowing up and he was known for like that stoner comedy style and like that laugh a minute, especially with stuff like super bad and things like that. But this movie is very dark and especially like the character he plays. He's, he's got issues and, I was taken by surprise by this movie and I love Jody Hill's style. I love Eastbound and Down and uh, I love Danny McBride 
And this movie, it tackles like some pretty intense stuff in it, like mental health issues. And um, some scenes are straight up funny. And then other scenes are like fucked up funny. And then other scenes are just fucked up. <laughs> and I, I really like that style. Talking about funny, the part where he slams his head on the desk and then just the picture of the guy's dick is oh, on his yeah. forehead, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually saw this movie at a drive-in, and I know we've been talking about the drive-in a lot lately because it just reopened, but I saw it there. Uh, other, we've been talking about being on the same wavelength, Ray Liotta's In the Place Beyond the Pines. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. <laughs> we both had a Liotta. Yeah, exactly. I like the cast on this, though, because, I mean, obviously Seth Rogen, uh, Anna Ferris. She was big around that time. She had all like the scary movies coming out. And then I like Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad and Game Night and stuff like that. So have you seen this one? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I just I just said oh, okay. Yeah. I just said that. <laughs> all right. So we got a Lego Batman. Lego Batman. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I, I said I saw it at the drive in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just <laughs> it's not that I wasn't listening, it's that I don't care. <laughs> I see I see how it is. <laughs> so now now you know what? We're keeping it in. <laughs> and then you're gonna be like hey i wasn't gonna edit it out <laughs> i think it'd be funny if you did edit it out you're like no i have the power here <laughs> you, you you go back and listen to the episode and be like let's see what this sneaky son of a bitch did yeah <laughs> you actually changed it so actually instead of me editing out me, myself asking you if you saw it i'm gonna edit out the fact that you ever said it that way when you come at me be like i just said it the listeners are going to hear it and be like, no, you didn't, you dumbass. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. So have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I haven't watched that movie, though, in a really long time. Yeah, man. And uh, I just remember the the first time I watched it, it, it really hit me. I was like, damn, this is like, this is fucking me up, like in a good way. Like, especially like the stuff with like his mother and everything like that. And like. There's a scene later on where he is kind of venting and it made me tear up. Like I, f you feel so bad for his character mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, like it's uh it was, a, it was a nice surprise of a movie. I think when it came out, it got a bad rub because I think people were expecting one thing out of him. Like, I don't remember where in the timeline it came out. I want to say it was post super bad. No, it was, it was pretty, two years after Superbad. Okay, so I'm pretty sure people went into it expecting like that kind of humor, and it it very much isn't. So, and I know dark comedies can be very off putting to a lot of people. So I get it. I get why the reviews might not be as stellar, but I think that movie, if you know what you're getting into, I think it it hits all of its marks that it's intending. Yeah, because even when I saw the movie. I remember kind of being like a little bit taken aback by that because I was expecting that because Seth Rogen's last three movies before this were, I mean, super bad. And then I think Zack and Miri and Pineapple Express. Yeah. So there you go. And, and yeah, like I remember like I saw it at the drive-in and I remember like driving home and, and talking to my friend and being like, Oh, you saw this? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember saying like, yeah, like I enjoyed it. Like I laughed, but like, I thought it was going to be like more funny, but there's, they give you more to it than just like, like a comedy. And it's actually kind of funny because the next movie that he was in after this, I think is funny people, which is kind of the same. Yeah. It's got that dark tone and, uh, it's not, it's not like a laugh a minute, like the stuff he did previously. Yeah. 
which is good. It's good for him. And then, and then he did like 50, 50, not, not too long after. So yeah, he just went on a dark streak. 50, 50 fucked me up. Like no lie. Like I left that movie and I, I was shook like, cause cancer doesn't like go well with me. So I remember like being like, oh, Seth Rogen, I went into it and I left the theater being like, I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, this is not good. Yeah. yeah, that period for his career, I was just like, um, excuse me, are you in my underwear? Because you're on a dark streak. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Hopefully there's some Bye. good stuff in here. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully hopefully you guys like this again. I think this will actually be the better time to gauge whether or not people like this because the first one came out, people listened to it. Now they know if they like it or not. So if they see yeah. a recommend episode come out, if they didn't like the first one, they won't listen to this one. So we'll, we'll check the stats on this and then, then we'll gauge. We probably won't give a shit either way. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep doing it. Because there's not enough movies coming out for us to hit them all. Actually, that's not true. We're just choosing not to torture ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch every bad movie. But I think if I'm putting myself in the shoes of the Swampies, because I just, I know from talking to some people, like, they'll hold off listening to one of our episodes until they've seen the movie. These episodes... You can just listen to them. We don't spoil anything. You don't have to have seen these. That's the whole point. We're telling you, hey, here's a dope flick to go check out that you have available at your fucking fingity tips. <laughs> fingity tips. <laughs> yeah. As they say. Who? <laughs> but no, I think I think this is it's a service that we're providing. And if you don't like that service. Uh, fuck you, you know, like, <laughs> you know, who I'm needs you? Yeah, exa- yeah, who exactly. needs you? We do actually, but we have nothing but love for the swampies. And this is a nice little way that we can pay back. If you're bored, you need something to watch on TV. We got you covered. Don't worry about the $20 to get a brand new movie on VOD. Fuck that. You're already paying for Netflix. Watch their shit. It's fine. <laughs> it's just the same movies. Why are you talking like this? <laughs> because I want to go to bed. Oh, I see. I'm actively falling asleep. Sleep, right. Oh, I love the podcast. <laughs> it, it ties back to the beginning of the episode when we were super lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh man, energy change. If you like this, dislike it. Again, hit us up. Uh, we always like to hear from you. Actually, uh, your buddy Tom hit me up uh, yesterday on Instagram, and uh, he he called me the <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, that's what it was. Just the piece of shit. No, he called he called me the uh, the maestro of movies, and then nice. and then I was like, yeah, and Sky is the Sultan of cinema. Ooh, and then he laughed, and then he said, the conductor of critics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love. I know Tom's going to end up listening to this. So, Tom, we got to get you on just for something. I don't know what. Hey, we, we can get anybody on. They want to be on. They can hit us up. Tom and I used to go see every fucking movie together. Like, every movie that came out in, I don't know what year that would have been. Maybe, like, ooh, maybe, like, 2010? Maybe that was 2009, 2010, right around there. We just saw everything. 
we saw Twilight, the the one I think it's the wedding one. I stepped out of it like three times <laughs> during the movie. I just like couldn't do it. I saw the second Twilight with my girlfriend at the time, and she like was super into it and was convinced that I would love it. And she got so mad at me because I laughed out loud so hard at this one point because it was so bad. Like I remember Taylor Lautner or whatever. There's one line where he's like don't make me fight you and put my fist on your head or something like that. Dude. <laughs> and and I, I lost it. We should do a bonus episode where we just, we just watch Twilight and we just do live commentary on Twilight because there are so many things from the first Twilight movie that I love going back and rewatching because it's so bad and <laughs> just ridiculous. Like when uh, Kristen Stewart walks in, to the classroom for the first time and Robert Pattinson's there and the way he like grabs the desk and looks at her it looks like equal parts I just shit a little bit and I'm coming <laughs> yeah he's just like clenches and just like <laughs> like writhes he's like oh 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 no I'm getting cum in my shit <laughs> don't you hate it when there's cum in your shit I do I- I always, whenever Twilight's on TV, I just happen to turn to the channel right at the part where he yell, he says, hold on, spider monkey, and then I immediately j- jump off my porch. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but I'm going to throw my buddy Tom under the bus right here. When we went to go see that Twilight movie, uh, I don't know the all the different names of the different sagas, but it's the one with the wedding. And I just remember we were sitting at his house, and we're trying to think of something to do. It was me, him, and another friend of ours. And we're just sitting around bored as shit. And he was just like, Haha, we should go see we should go see the new Twilight movie. <laughs> just kidding, you fucking moron. And then, and then uh, we're just like, okay. And then a little bit of time goes by and he's like, it would be kind of funny to just go see the new Twilight movie, right? And I'm like, it probably wouldn't be. <laughs> and then a little while longer goes, he's just like, I want to go see the new Twilight movie. <laughs> and I was like, you could have just said that. And then sure enough, we all went to go see the Twilight movie. <laughs> he was playing it off like he didn't want to see it. Like, Yeah, I know. I that's, what, that. that's what I love about it. So like it was over the course of like almost two hours had went by from the first time he mentioned it to the time we were actually finally getting in the car to go see it. <laughs> He's just like, hey, we should see Twilight. <laughs> just kidding. You fucking idiot. Like. <laughs> like punchy in the arm or something and it's like uh, slugger like we know you want to see twilight just say it. it's fine that's awesome so now i'll i'll be looking forward to uh to that dm and you be like i can't believe you blew up my spot like that <laughs> now everyone knows i like twilight movies i'm gonna see our subs go down by one person yeah on all platforms would be like well <laughs> there he goes i just lost yeah. a friend <laughs> he's gone he's never gonna talk to me again <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. Let that not be the case. We are not here to lose Swampies. We're here to breed Swampies. <laughs> Listen, Swampies, y'all got to get out there and start fucking each other. We need more Swampies. <laughs> That's the plan. We're we're actually hoping that this show takes off in like 10 years when all of our fans have kids. That's right. Wait, this show is not for 10-year-olds. We're playing the long game here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need to clean it up. We're hoping this this show takes off in 30 years. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, that's like your buddy who uh, 
was trying to show his mom like a clip of our show and thought it would be safe to show her a clip from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, hey, like this is Colin's podcast. I'll play you a clip and you just fast forward to one part and then it's us pretending to be John or Jay Burshall and we're like, I'm gonna fuck my dragon. And he was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh God! She just looks at him. He's like, "That is not your friend anymore." <laughs> but yeah, man, this was fun. I'm glad we got to do this, and I really hope that the Swampies do reach out because we like hearing from them. So the best way you can do that is go to two dudes or follow us on social media at two dudes movie reviews. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast. That always helps. We're probably gonna have to do another giveaway soon. Get these Swampies active. The only yeah, way I we can get so. them to do shit for us is to send them a t-shirt. <laughs> it's the only way we can motivate them. Yeah, but we do have a lot of new t-shirt designs up on the website, so you guys should go check that out. And if you can support, that would be awesome. Uh, it's definitely a hard time for a lot of people out there. And if you don't want to spend the money, we understand. A free thing you can do to support us is just leave us one of those five-star reviews we're always bitching about. Five-star reviews is what makes the world go round. We always say this. Just just do it. Stop being so stingy. Yeah, you stingy swampy. <laughs> oh, man. But you guys know that we love you. We hope you're staying safe. We hope that we can go to the movies soon because, god damn it. But we're in it for the long haul. We're going to keep bringing you new episodes. So stay tuned. And until then, suck it, swampies. <laughs>